This episode of Sewing Out Loud is brought to you by the Made to Measure Leggings class from SewHere.com. This online class brings ZD right into your sewing room to show you how to measure, draft, and construct a pair of leggings based on your personal measurements. Go to SewHere.com leggings to find out more and get access to all the videos and course materials immediately. That's SewHere.com leggings. Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue. And I'm ZD Donahue. ZD doesn't know what we're doing. I'm springing I'm it on her. answering questions. This is a uh, hot, hey. hot, uh, hot questions, hot sewing questions. Um, <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> we have a couple of questions from group members. So I thought that we would do a little Q&A episode. I love these. I love answering them. I love getting like the, you know, specific experiences of like other real people. life yeah because you know we have real our life own, sewing like stuff and then other people real life sewing have different things you know so okay well alice had a question uh alice says hi friends talk to me about your fave self-sewn exercise shorts please i mm. hate bike shorts i have chubby thighs and the legs roll up so I spend all the time I'm wearing them, pulling them back down. I'm looking for both pattern and fabric suggestions for something looser fitting than bike shorts. Elastic waisted, preferably with a drawstring, definitely pockets, or a singular pocket anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and a four to five inch inseam. See previous comment about chubby thighs. Traditional running shorts might as well be bikini bottoms for me. So, you know, I chimed in on yeah. here. This, I, I feel like... um. The, what we've learned, what we learned from this thread, what we're going to learn mm-hmm. is that there's just many ways to have chubby thighs. Well, and <laughs> or, I think, you know, and, I, and, you know and I also think. Maybe just thighs. <laughs> right. And I also, you know, the riding up. Yeah. Loose shorts right up on okay, me. Okay, that was exactly my thought. Okay, so well, I said so, so but but I'm not saying that mm-hmm. her, that the you know bike shorts don't ro- ride up on her, but I'm saying. If 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 my you know if I'm gonna chew up anything it's it's loose shorts yeah yeah so I said I said as much yeah which is why I said like okay well there's more than right. one well, you know everybody's body will wear the the clothing right. differently so I said to keep my thighs from rubbing because I I I guess I'm assuming that's like kind of the the main goal here right, right. um that I like a tight short that's long enough. And snug enough at the hem so it won't ride up. Right. And and here's and the I thing. And I said, oh, hold on. I said, yeah. in my experience, looser fitting stuff gets eaten up by my thighs. Yes. You know. Yeah. So the other thing is, you know, she's saying bike shorts. Now, has she experienced the M2M making your own pattern? You know, I'm not sure. But that right. gets mentioned here. But I. But because what I'm saying is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Purchased bike shorts. Yeah. Have very straight legs. Uh-huh. Okay, and yes, if you know they're too tight, I would think they would roll and bunch. Yeah, if you know, because they be the... really aren't fitting your shape. I yeah. guess is what I'm trying to say. Now, I don't have much trouble with purchased shorts, bike shorts. Yeah, I have more trouble with purchased leggings. Yeah, I well, the bike shorts, uh, as far as fitting. I mean, well, here's the other thing. 
I think of bike shorts in one way. I think Alice might think of them in another way, in a different way, uh-huh. which is valid. Um, I think of a bike short as like a an elastic fabric, like a. I think of it spandex. as a cut off legging, is, basically. Yeah, it yes. is a skin tight. Yes, uh, purposefully, you know, right? So you aren't rubbing or having anything loose or uh-huh. you know flying around in the mechanisms of your bike, basically. Yeah, right, right, and aerodynamically. You well, know. and in like tradition, if it's actually bike shorts for biking, you got padding, which means you, got you have to pad. have a, mm-hmm. a garment that is like fitting close, super close right, to your body, right? Right. So a lot of people, I mean. If so, this might not be advice that works for Alice, you know, since Alice is looking for like something looser fitting. But for those of you out there who are looking for a skin tight short, maybe you're using it as an undergarment, maybe not, maybe you're wearing it, you know, on its own. But I have found that the key for that, if I really want there to be fabric on my inner thighs, is I have to make them go lower. Than the widest part of my thigh. Yes. And that can be so different for different people. Well, and see, to me, like, bike short length is just right above right the above knee. Right above the knee. Right, yeah. right. So it's like... Which is where your leg... It tends to narrow Tends there. to narrow, right. Yeah, so as long as it's below that. So some people, you know, like, the volume of the thigh is more concentrated at the top. Right. Or maybe it's more in the middle. Or it's, you know, lower. It's just, like, get it below that widest point and, like... Make it a little tighter. So use yes. that. Yes. And, and you can even put elastic there. So you can put elastic Or a band. There. People put the grippy elastic uh-huh. or there the band, too. Or the band, like an underwear band, uh-huh. you know, a band of fabric that can work. So if you're going to use the made-to-measure leggings class for this, though, mm-hmm. I would say, so we take, we actually do take that. We, we do. Take we take, we take the measurement above the knee. Yeah. Yeah. So the what I would do is we kind of like blend that together, yeah. you know, because we're making a full length legging in the class. Um, I would cut that off, and you may find that you though narrow up the hem of a pair of shorts right. more than how narrow your pattern is, and you'll right. find that if you've ever um, purchased. A legging pattern with different lengths. Yes. It, as they go shorter, they'll kind of, oh, okay, we're going to narrow this up a little bit. Because it's not going down to the bottom right. of your leg. It's not you going know? all the way down. Um, so you might find you narrow it. So there are, just so you know, there are elastics out there. You can buy the grippy elastic. The grippy. and You can. And again, most of us have an issue like this with any problem that's ever brought up yeah. or issue that's brought up. Not, not everybody's having this... Let's same. see. The same problem for the same reason. Uh-huh. Okay. So Mallory knows I don't like, like, boy shorts. Right. And I don't <laughs> like boy short underwear. I cannot, I don't know why, but that like place, them. like, my where my groin and my hip are, I don't like that fabric in there. Yeah. And I feel like it rides up on me at right there. But then any other length past that, if I get, you know, three or four inches below... Basically, like my greater trochanter, like my hip joint, uh-huh. right? I don't have that problem. Yeah. But if it's any shorter, for some reason, it likes to roll up and just, you know, lay in my groin there, like, for some you reason. Know, I used to wear boy shorts all the time. Underwear. Right. Um, Like uh, a boy short panty. And I have not, though, worn them in a long time. And I think it's because my body's changed, well, you know, exactly. as I've gotten and, older. And this is another thing. Something you wore when you were 10, you might yeah. not wear when Something, you're oh man, 30. I had, this is super random. I had this pair of boy shorts that had Felix the Cat on them. 
I didn't particularly like Felix the cat, but they ended up being the most comfortable yeah. underwear I had ever worn. I, I actually loved them had so much. Yeah, I had a pair of shorts like that I used to wear and dance. And, yeah, and they were like had Mickey Mouse on them. <laughs> and I, it's the only thing I've ever worn with Mickey on it. But it was very small, you know. And um, but those didn't get into my groin because they had tights on. Okay. So, well, yeah, that's true, too. Right. So, anyway, I used to love boy shorts. Um, I, though, when I, like, kind of started, I ran a 10K once in my life, like, eight years ago. Um, <laughs> and I wore, like, the wrong pair of shorts for the run, and my yeah. thighs chafed together. And they got, like, like they were, like, burnt. rug burn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You could have made fire if you had to yeah. run a 20K. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And it you know, didn't hurt while it was running, but afterwards I was like, oh, yes. oh. <laughs> after the 10K. Yeah. Um, it was no good. So anyway, um, you know, so what I'm suggesting to That's Alice, That's another though, rule. Uh-huh. If you ever run a race or something like that, yeah. never wear something you haven't worn before. Right. Because that's what happens. Don't wear new shoes. Don't wear new socks. Don't wear new underwear. Wear something you've worn before and it has been tested. Yeah, so, like, if I wanted to wear a looser pair of shorts, I would actually wear the tight shorts underneath them. Yes. You know? um, do you know who that uh, that lady is on TikTok? I, her handle is I'm Mrs. Space Cadet, and she does the running outfit of the day. Oh, no. You know, but you know I've, heard I've heard she's about her. I've heard about her. freaking hilarious. Yeah. Um, and she's just all about, like, she decided to start running for, right. you know, her own personal reasons. And she's not trying to be like a supermodel about right. it. She's just getting out there and doing things. And, and she calls it like embracing the awkwardness right, or right, whatever. Right. She's like, I don't look like runner's world like, yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, except then she did like land some deals. She does. With, she, like, she's Dick's got some Sporting endorsements. Goods. So yeah, yeah. She, she's like, look at all these beautiful women on this magazine cover. And then look at me. Like, <laughs> She's like, I look so awkward. Anyway, it's pretty funny. But she did a little series on, like, she's like, will my thighs eat these shorts? Will my thighs eat these shorts? Right. And, like, every pair of, like, looser-fitting shorts, they I was like, oh, are, I was riveted. Well, was like, are they going to eat them? The, you know, and they makes, did. It makes sense know. to me that the loose shorts get eaten. Yeah. Because they're hanging free. Uh-huh. And there they go. I, you know. But a lot. So, makes sense to me, too. But Now, if they're, move. if they're really loose in the crotch I guess and your legs don't tend to ever rub together maybe they wouldn't yeah if you've got the crotch point like below where like your thighs are rubbing right I think that would work however that doesn't solve my problem of not having your thighs rubbed together right but if you do just want like a pair of shorts that aren't going to ride up that's nice um but I remember like back in the day long time ago when we first joined Instagram Okay, so this is maybe seven or eight years ago. Uh-huh. Jenny from Cashmerette, before she even started the patterns, she was like, how do we make shorts that don't ride up into our thighs? And I was like, right. I don't. I just don't expect them not right. to, you know, ride up. Like, I just feel like that's what my body does to them. This is, she probably doesn't even remember that. Well, we had I think that you if know? you're not running, yeah, okay, or doing something <clears throat> sports-like, you probably can have a pair of, of shorts that are looser that don't ride up. You know, running is is different than walking. Yeah. So 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 you know, and again, it it depends on the shape of somebody's thigh. You know, where does it get big? Where is is it softer? Mm-hmm. You know, softer, softer areas or versus a harder, firmer, firmer area. area. I mean, there's just so many variables. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 
Anyway, a lot of people are suggesting like a jogger pattern or an elasticated. Well, waist, I I mean, I know, guess what pattern. I was thinking is, is I would take the M two M pattern, and I you know there's a hack for joggers out there someplace yep. that we published. I don't. I would probably do make a jogger, right? And cut and cut it off. So I'm just making them a little bit yeah, bigger. So the cool you know, thing, the fabric is going to make a difference too. Well, and she said fabric recommendations. You right, know, so right. Um, you know, we recommend stretchy fabrics. Um, something slicker is not going to ride up as much. So something else I want to bring up here when we're talking about. So let's pretend what Alice does not want leggings. You know, she wants right. like a, a sh pair of shorts. You know, right. a lot of the area where you can alter on. A, a pair of pants or a pair of shorts that isn't necessarily easy to do, but it's something you should, like, work to get comfortable doing is the length. Okay? So, like, it's, like, you slash that pattern horizontally. Right. Like, across where, like, the uh, the crotch curve is. Right. right. Okay? And you give yourself more length. This accommodates things like bellies and bums that are bigger than mm -hmm. that pattern was like drafted well, for also you know accommodate sitting yeah no you know, but and I'm bending just, well all of because that. Yes. because right. you know so like a lot of the length stuff and length is so it's not easy to like add length or take right. away length it's hard to pin as opposed to a vertical seam right right where you're just like oh i'll pinch this in or whatever right. so it is a pain but it can make a lot of difference and a little extra length normally doesn't hurt right and i've actually i feel like i've just had a lot of success when teaching people like you know okay just measure yourself when you sit down you know put that ruler like from where you're sitting to where your you know um waist is and we see oh look this is like an inch less let's just add an inch and it actually you know it's actually i don't think i've ever had a time when that's like ruined a garment you know what yeah. i mean uh it's it's always been like okay well this is fine you know so it's a harder alteration to make because it's what it's the alteration that you have to make to the pattern before you cut the garment out right right now with m2m leggings you take those measurements ahead of time yes which is why when i make a pair of the bike shorts that i like out of m2m leggings like the inseam and the the crotch seam like it right. looks like half of the <laughs> <laughs> they're the same. They're the same height, right? Right. Yes. Yes. Because <laughs> I like to make mine so high. Right. You know, right. So much I higher. Like the high right. Waist, right. Yeah. So that is, that's an alteration. Well, it's it, harder to make. Well, I and I think since you brought that up, that's another thing that you can't negate is is it sitting on your waist in the right place? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Because if you're futzing with them, as I would say, uh -huh. you know, pulling them up or pulling them down, or they're not in the right place. You might be considering that something that rides up or, get, you know. Yes. So, um, so like, thigh eating of shorts could actually right. be caused by not too short of an inseam that's crotched down. Right. But too short of a crotch curve, too, which is right. crotch up, right? Um, the other thing is, anytime you have a straight leg, okay, on on a short, I think it gets, on me... That will ride up more than if I have something that is a little bit more flared. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, and oh, man, there was a time in the 80s 
where those like little flared shorts were in like that. And <laughs> I remember like I have pictures like for like four years where I had the same two pairs of shorts. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. that I wore over and over. <laughs> like one pair was like a khaki pair, you know, so I went with everything and but um sometimes the straighter the leg, if especially if you don't have a straight leg. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. and most people don't. Now, actually, I kind of have kind of a straight leg. But the straighter the leg is, um, you know, on the short, the the more it, likely is it will it ride up caught. and stay can, up. Yeah, like right, get exactly. Yeah. Getting caught is a good way to yeah. put it. Yes. Yeah. So it's um, been a nice little You know, when there. Mallory got married, it was... This weekend, it was yes, mem- it was Memorial Day weekend tomorrow, and um, <laughs> ten years ago, mm-hmm. and she, she I want my wedding outside. But anyway, she had an outdoor wedding and reception, and we tinted. Um, actually, is where my husband works. It's a big um, mansion, and we tinted the yard. So anyway, uh, I said, "Well, Mallory, we need to write. You know." Everybody, make sure everybody knows this is outside because they may need a jacket or a sweater. Mm-hmm. It was like 98 degrees. Okay. Yeah. So I had this. Yeah. I had no, this, no, no. It was like 105. Was like it? It was, it was yeah, really it was hot. It was really hot. Super hot. For the thing, you know, it's like, oh, great. We, Mallory and I went and had our makeup sprayed on and all this. And I'm like, well, it's, it's going to melt right off. Actually, it didn't. It was fantastic. But anyway, I had this wonderful silk dress that I found and it was just. It was actually a sample dress, so and it was just wonderful. And I sent away, you know, and got this like bodysuit thing, okay, yeah. that went like up under, you know, to my bra line, and like almost down to my knees, and it was supposed to suck me in and make me, you know, hard as a rock and all this and everything. Well. You can't wear that when it's 100 degrees. Nope. <laughs> so I wound up wearing my bike shorts <laughs> yeah. under my nice silk dress. So to me, those bike shorts are really quite comfortable and almost like underwear to me. Yep. So, you know, what rides up on one person or what style rides up on one And sometimes it's just the style. Sometimes it's the style and the fit. Sometimes it's just the fit. So it could be a combination of either one of those. So she was asking, though, about fabrics. And she doesn't want stretchy? No, she said fabric suggestions. Oh. So, no, no, not necessarily. I think she could go with, like, a nice knit that wasn't, like, a spandex-type knit. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Right, like more right. of a, a trico in it sometimes. Yeah, or, or, well, yeah, I guess trico. Well, that yeah. would be more. Yeah, but, you know, just sort of a cotton knit that, mm-hmm. you know, doesn't have to be four-way stretch either. Yeah. You know, if you've got a good stretch going across your body, you know, the length might not matter that much in this case. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Or something kind of. Like you said, with the trico, it would be maybe sort of silky and slides so the fabric doesn't get hung up right, on itself. Right, right. It might not be appropriate for anything. Right, everything. right. <laughs> but, you know, probably the worst thing would be cotton or linen. Uh, yep. And that's what uh, everybody uh, wants. And denim. Denim can, uh, it just... It denim like can feel like asphalt on your up, body, too, when it's hot. Folds up like one of those fans you yeah. make out of paper in between your thighs. <laughs> that happens to me. I don't know about you. But I just want to say, like, yeah, there. so obviously, you know, my first instinct is, like, 
you know, I, I've got a way I think about bike shorts. Right. i got a way I think about, you know, those. Right. And, you know, she's really asking for a, a looser fitting thing. So everybody, you know, you may find more than one way to, you know, find a solution to the problem. So anywho, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with the second question for our episode. Hey, ZD. Wouldn't it be cool if everyone who listened to this podcast could learn how to make perfectly fitting leggings directly from you, the leggings expert? Well, yes, Mal. That's why we produce the Made to Measure Leggings class. I teach anyone, no matter their age, ability, or gender, to make perfectly fitting leggings based on their measurements. And if someone is feeling particularly generous, they can make leggings for anyone who they can get to stand still long enough to measure. You, yes you, can get immediate access to all the videos and course materials in the Made to Measure Leggings class by going to SewHere.com leggings. This online class allows you to complete the process at your own pace, and you own it forever, so you can re-watch it as many times as you need. Stop struggling with the leggings that roll down or sag in the wrong places. I'll be your guide as you create leggings that are made especially for you. No matter what your equipment or skill level, ZD covers everything from measuring, drafting, cutting, and construction on a sewing machine or serger in this class. Go to SewHere.com leggings and get started today. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. And we're back. Oh, ZD wondered. ZD's got a little notebook here. And, you know, this didn't happen before this podcast episode, but most of the time before our podcast episode, she says, where's my pen? Where's a pen? Where's a pen? <laughs> I have to find a pen for her. And then she's okay. You got two pens over there, I see, today. You feeling good? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you feeling great about Covered. <laughs> she wrote down Hilda. Just a reminder, Hilda is an excellent um, series of graphic novels that has been adapted to an animated Netflix show, and it's Darling. And if you have little kids or not, it's a great show to watch. I love it. Okay. So second question is from Rose. Tips on gummy needles when sewing on glitter fabric? A friend asked me to make a bow tie and cummerbund for her son. Well, there's... No, just kidding. <laughs> well, don't do it. No. <laughs> Should have never done it. Here's your yeah. tip for not getting your needles gummy. That's Say right. no. I'm just kidding. Um... Uh, from his date's dress fabric. Uh, I made the bow tie first and had so much trouble with the needle gumming up and consequent thread breaking. There was no time left to do the cummerbund. Oh, uh, the fabric was a knit. It wasn't terrible and wasn't terribly glittery. So I was surprised. I'm guessing that there's a thin layer of glue to keep the glitter on. You're, she's so right. Yep. At any rate, is there anything to be done other than constantly cleaning the needle? We've got a few. I don't know. Tips. I constantly clean the needle. So yeah, first of all, you can have fabric that is just the devil. I, I okay? mean, you can. It's not your fault. Like <laughs> now, I will say that if you can use a serger, it doesn't tend to get as gummy. I think because the needle goes up and down so it fast, goes so fast. Right. Well, on a bow tie. Yeah. And, but you, right. She's yeah. talking about that. Yeah. Specifically, but like I. Sure. I can do dot sequin on a serger better than I can do it on a sewing machine. Right. Um, so 
She's talking about cleaning the needle. I think, oh, I just, uh, I just closed so, the picture. So exactly what I would just do from the head start is we keep um, alcohol swabs. Alcohol right? pads. Like, they're, like, you know, they're the little towelette they're, things, they're, right? They're a little square thing. You get them in your pharmacy. I believe it says right on them. Let me read one that I see what it says. Okay, you know. the It says <laughs> sterile alcohol prep pad. Okay, so it's a little two-by-two size package. Um, I think I got these off of Amazon, okay? Um, these Anybody who gives themselves injections knows what I'm talking about. It's the thing that— I just gave Zeti her B12 injection. She did. Um, when you go and get an injection or you get your blood drawn, they open the little package and they pull out this little square that is alcohol infused and they wipe it you down with it. And right? if you got the last so here box, then you got the little wine glass. Yes. And so, so get it? It's a wine glass and I put alcohol oh, pads in it. in it. Don't drink those. <laughs> Unless, no, I mean, unless you want to go blind, see, yeah, you know, <clears throat> which that's what they call wood alcohol. It's a, okay. it's, it's a hard time. So, right um, and I see, I just want to point out, mom, that Rose is using a cotton ball. Okay. And alcohol. Okay. So, and let me talk about that. You know, throw away the cotton ball. Uh-huh. Okay. If anything, use little scraps a of fabric. cotton fabric yeah. or, or some little kind of, the cotton ball will tend to fall apart and get stuck in the It'll needle. It'll just frustrate okay? you, yeah. yeah, too. So the, the one, that's one reason I like the prep pads. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're so nice. But if I don't have a prep pad and I or I've ignored, you know, getting them or uh-huh. or ordering them, well, or they whatever, were out for a while. They you know, were out they were for unavailable. a while, even though we had a stash. We I think we got pretty low. These are like a ha- have to in our studio. Mm-hmm. Yes, I mean yes. We use them for lots of stuff. You know, when we get um, ink on our table, we wipe it off with this. I mm-hmm. mean, um, clean lots of things with, with them, uh, including my arm before my B12 shot that we just gave me in the studio. But I use this. I keep a couple right there. I rip one open before I even start, and it's laying there ready for me. And if it starts to get gummy, I just take it up and down the needle and Make sure you have a groove in the front of your sewing machine needle, right? The eye is in it. Make sure you get in that groove. Amen. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I and and there I'm so true. and and then I've never had any trouble. Also, but the cotton ball, yeah. it's just there's too much fiber there to go, you know, random on you. Yeah. Okay. And also, I want you to think about a couple other things um your thread we'll go back mm-hmm. to the needle because we have a, i right. also have a needle recommendation so yes needle is very important too zd talked about the groove um in the front of the needle and the thread kind of lays in there i think like our, the fourth and fifth episode of our podcast is about how needles act as a thread delivery right. system right so anywho when you're cleaning that i i'm not exactly sure all the kinds of trouble she was having right but your thread goes through the fabric, what is it, 15, 20 yeah, times? Yeah, it goes through it. Oh, I think it's more than that. But I think it's like 30-something. Before. It, it goes up and down through the eye of the needle before it ever sets. Before it the, lays down forever as a stitch. As a stitch right? in your fabric, so, right. So 
it's important as well to use a high quality thread and a polyester thread is going to slide through this gunk don't use cotton it'll just stick you you'll have better luck with a high quality polyester thread on fabric and the reason she one other reason she's saying high quality is there's less because they're low quality (laughs) well there's less linty fibrous stuff there to catch on the glue or ball up yeah um you know we use metrosine and we have no problem and then you do have to consider your needle so you want a really sharp needle yep and you'd like a sizable eye so you know you can go a lot of ways on this i used to actually use a size 70 denim needle in the old days mm-hmm. okay because the eye was a little bit bigger 70 mm-hmm. Because I didn't want a big hole in it. So I would use a 70. An 80 would probably be fine, too. But a 70 or an 80, either one. But And then denim has a coating on it to make it slick. So the denim needles needles. are lubricated by a coating, like a Teflon-ish Yeah, a Teflon. I don't think it's truly Teflon, but it's something similar. Uh Uh-huh. But nowadays, as well. Right. Uh, there are special, like, Schmetz has a line of, and Class mm-hmm. A has a line of, like, costuming needles right. that are titanium coated. And I think a lot of people think of titanium as, like, this needle's going to be so strong, I can pound sew a metal <laughs> cosplay costume. That's actually not, not the that reason right. why you see, like, a gold or a titanium plated needle. Those, uh, it's not actual gold, I'm pretty sure, too. Um, but those... It those might co- be. might be just a little bit yeah. of gold. Those uh, are lubricants. Right. So it's to give it a glide. Yeah. It's to get, yeah. It, it's so that it will ease through the fabric and that, you know, your thread will be in the right timing to make a stitch. Yes. Now, also, micro... My... Um... <sighs> They're not always coated. Microtex needs. No, but they're they, very sharp. They, they are very sharp, yes. And, you know, sometimes I'll just go to a Microtex because it's what I have, yep. and I know it's sharp, and, you know, I'll pick an 80 for the eye of the needle, and I've not had a problem with that either. Microtex are nice. Right. Yeah. So I've gone denim, Microtex, the costuming needles, right? Um, I do not use... I I do not use a knit needle. Yeah, I've used a, a spandex needle. What do they call it? Okay, you what you the meant, stretch? Yeah, right. You use a stretch needle. I use not a stretch a needle, point. but not a knit needle. The ball knit needle jersey. is too blunt. Yeah, and in fact, your universal needle oftentimes is too blunt. Yeah. Um. So all those things can help, but like also sometimes these fabrics. It really is kind of asking you to do the impossible. Some of them are real goobery. Yeah. And and sometimes, especially if you're talking about a bow tie, and if this is like, say, a dot sequiny kind of thing or something, I don't know Here, what I'll it had on it. I'll show you the picture oh, again. But Sorry. So, or this glitter, it is hard to turn. Mm-hmm. Okay, that type of fabric. It's a little. It's a little hard to tell. Exactly okay, it might be that kind on. of had the kind of that rubberized. Yeah, I I think we no, worked. She with... should be able to turn that, maybe. I think it. Yeah, yeah. she. You know, she didn't mention yeah. that it was hard to turn, but just yeah. The, the but sometimes, up. if you have something that has this thing laid on the top, yeah. do, if you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. you know. So what? What you might want to do is not use 
two of those pieces. So don't face it with the same fabric. Yeah. Okay. So face it with some slick, you know. Okay. This was going to be my next suggestion, actually. So you're mm -hmm. saying face with another fabric, right? Right. So don't, so don't, if the cummerbund would have had two layers of fabric, right. the bow tie would have had two layers of fabric, right? Use a different fabric. Right. And sometimes, you know, we don't like tissue paper, but we're cool with like receipt paper or right. even printer paper. Sometimes just giving your needle a little more support right. can help get through those crazy fibers and this isn't something i imagine you want to be like ironing interfacing onto but right. like sometimes that can help yeah, you usually can't iron this stuff if no. you do you'll melt something yeah and i'm not saying that that would have taken care of all our problems right. because that's more of like a stabilizer but you know if the fabric is sort of like bending and going down and coming mm -hmm. up over the needle you know that can happen and and if you are using two layers now don't hesitate. So this is a cummerbund. It looks like she's got a stretchy fabric, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But I'm making a cummerbund, and I want it more stable. I'll use cotton. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, because the cotton will basically act as a stabilizer and maybe cleanse my needle just a little bit. Yeah, see, that's the thing about the paper. It kind of right. it, washes it does. the needle. It does. It kind of <laughs> scrapes the needle clean. So once again, I just want to say, like, solidarity and it's not surprising to me that that was maybe like too much of an ask because sometimes that I you know you can run into fabrics that are just terrible to work with like as a costumer oh. have you ever been like all right one of these things can get made out of this but not 20 <laughs> not the rest of them yeah or yeah. something like or or I I have to figure this out a different way or I can't turn this I'm going to have to cut it and top stitch it mm -hmm. something you know you may have to make some sort of alteration or in I'll how do... you decided to put it together i'll make this costume out of this for my kid once but never right. again well <laughs> and and now when in my in my sewing um life in life in my sewing history and my sewing whatever we want to call this i learned to sew from some people who had excellent excellent technique yeah and they sewed on silks and linens and all of these expensive, fantastic fabrics. And then the 80s came. Okay. <laughs> and in the 80s, we started getting things like dot sequins, um, things that were like rubberized on fabric. We got everything it just got weirder and weirder. Cooler. Okay. Neater. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like. Oh my God! Look at that! You know that 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 fabric is a fluorescent rainbow. I want it, right? Right. And these people had trouble sewing on those fabrics. Now, I must have been like on the cusp of. You just gifted. That that was it. Gifted. I you know so, I'm humble. Hum, yeah. humble as I am. I said I'm it. Sure you didn't. That's the truth. I said it. But <laughs> I was not afraid to sort of attack these you know i i would i would take little pieces and go well if this works this or this or and get you know they weren't using alcohol on their needles yeah you know why would they because all of their fabric was pristine yeah you don't need you to know, use alcohol. no I, well, everything they had was beautiful i've said this before but people get intimidated about using like nice linen or nice right. wool and sometimes not all the time no it's the halloween fabric that's hard yeah right it's sometimes it's like the expensive yeah. stuff that'll make you look real good you know because right, it's easier right. to sew so, but um 
you know, sewing in the 80s, 90s, and, and, and beyond was all about all of these fabric changes. Yeah. Microtex yeah, came in, you know, um, non-wovens. Mm-hmm. All of these things started showing up. And traditional sewing or people who had taken home ec, there was no guidance. There was nothing. And, you know, there weren't many classes even to tell you what to do. Stretch and sew came out. Well, that was about knits, but that's all it was about. It wasn't right. about knits that had, like, globs of rubber on them, you know. Oh, you know, some something else that I want to say here that is unrelated to what you're talking about. Lengthen your stitch if you can on these yeah. things. Yeah. So, first of all, let's pretend that you're – let's pretend you have the straight stitch at a 2.5, okay, uh, millimeter. Right. But maybe this fabric's not feeding through your machine super fast, right. and so the stitch is shorter. If you increase it to a four, you've almost doubled your stitch length, or maybe even go four by five, and you've almost doubled your stitch length, and that's half the amount of stitches you would have taken on right. that gro- gloopy, gobbledy, right. well, you know, plus, fabric. If you have something that has a design like a sequin or a piece of rubber, you don't want it piercing, piercing, yeah, you piercing. You don't need it short. You don't. Way. You you yeah. you want it longer. I you, know a bow really tie. I know that they, you know, have some gentle right. curves. Like maybe you do want to shorten it at some point. Well, and you but, can do that. You, you know. can always shorten on a corner, corner or a curve, curve and yeah. lengthen back on, on you know, your length, your yeah, where you have a run, a long, you know, straight run. Yes, yes. Um, I, you know, I remember somebody came in and they were making riding vests for this, um, you know, an equestrian team, right? And they had all of these vests made up, mm-hmm. and they kept trying to make buttonholes. Oh. <laughs> And it was the dot sequin. Oh, yeah. So they took, you know, they had, had talked to me about it. Mm-hmm. They had never said anything really about buttons. We just didn't. But I said, you know, I think you want to line it. I, you know, line it with something that's not the same fabric at all. Yeah. You know, you need something to stabilize this. You know, you want to, you know, w- told her about the alcohol, everything. She comes in with these vests and she's got this big, long sample of all of these ugly or terrible buttonholes. buttonholes. Like, yeah, so, but... I've tried everything. And I looked at her and I said, you can't make one. Yeah. Not with, not with thread, you know, on your machine. You cannot make a buttonhole. You want to sew a button on and put a snap behind it. Mm, you know. And she's like, that's all. And I said, it is. <laughs> you know, here she got all this work. She goes, so my mistake was not calling you after the first buttonhole. I said, I think so. I said, yeah, I, uh, and when we were working this a lot, we just didn't talk yeah. about that. Well, I tried to embroider on your dot sequin bag, uh, and I was doing it as a, a surprise. It was your oh, Christmas. Yeah, it was yeah. your, hey, B12. It was your B12 That's bag. That's right, my okay. B12 bag. Um because mom could never like keep her B12 um stuff together, so I decided to make her a big dot sequin bag. And I was gonna Embroider on it, bleeping v- right. B12 uh, is what I was going to embroider. Well, that stuff does not embroider well. If I'd really. But it does applique well. well right. So if I'd really yeah. wanted to, I could have like embroidered that on a piece of fabric, applicated right. it on, or something like that. Um, I could have done that. But anyway, I didn't because, of course, it was like the night before I was supposed to get it to oh, you. Oh, no, it was so probably an hour of. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, so anyway, but I. But what I'm saying is, yeah. there is fabric. That maybe you can't make yep, a buttonhole yep, on. Yep. There is fabric that maybe you can't make a bow tie or make a bow tie in the traditional sense. Right. Now, you may be able to do it in some other way. Right. Um, you know, a lot of times 
in costuming, you make something and then you throw the fabric you want on top of it and just stitch it down. There you go. It, yeah, that you know, happens. That can happen too. That happens. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, or glue it on. So it's one night at the prom. Right. So you're you're thinking, oh my gosh, I'm trying to like make a cummerbund right. out of this stuff, you know? And and we're like, okay, we'll make make a cummerbund, buy a cummerbund, gather a little bit of this fabric. And, right. And I normally am not a huge glue fan. But when you're working with something that's been all glued and stuff, maybe it's, you know, appropriate. Yeah, I think, you know, I like I said, we don't know her problems. No, but, not all. But not a, I know, do 100%. believe if you'd had the right needle and uh, appropriate alcohol wiping system and a, a good stabilizing fabric behind it, you might have been all right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, that is our episode for today. Hopefully, you guys, I'm, I'm sure ZD won't let me, but ZD's eyes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> ZD is now recovered from surgery and then got some kind of no, sinus infection. I have been <laughs> sick ever since they cut my arm open. I, I, It's like, come on, the arm is healed. The arm is good. I'm getting back all of my nerve, um, you know, intervention to my hand. But I am, have been sick since day one i yeah. mean my system just could not take it so i got a lot of pollen and a lot of allergies that i never had before that was new and then it went into a sinusitis and now i have a sinus infection and my eye my the conjunctiva of my eye is red yeah like no, there's just... no white i have like it Green like, and red eyes. It looks like a special effect. I <laughs> think I look like I have meth eyes. I, and I had to go to my grandson's school today, and I'm like, oh, my God. These people are like, really well, great. where's the granny that's on yeah. drugs, you know? <laughs> so, um, yeah. Now, supposedly, I have these eye drops, you know. That are going to help you. Well, yeah. they're yeah. they're. Um, or are they the ones that I got you? No, no you got antibiotic eye drops. You know, okay. just like, I think in two days you'd be looking better. And I was like... Okay, well. Can't look much worse. No, know. I I can't. I cannot look much worse. I feel better because apparently I did get someone that gave me all of the proper medications this time. Yes. So um, it it sort of lingered on because apparently I was not really treated. So hopefully properly. hopefully we're back. Um, oh, man. <laughs> thank you all for listening so much. Um, have a lovely day. ZD, take it away. So long and so happy. Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit SewHere.com.